0: These are great chairs.
1: Nerd. I'm not a hater.
2: That's
0: pretty absurd. It is going to be a thing. Come on.
2: (gasps) Bad philosophy, episode twenty, recorded on January twenty fifth, two thousand nine. Library nurse curses. Hello, everyone. Welcome in one, two, Bad Philosophy. This is our 20th episode, y'all. We made Seriously? it. Well, well we, we haven't made it made through not this counting, one yet. Not counting Raiderville Diaries, of course, but...
0: And episode, well, episode zero. Not counting the last episode. Like no, counting, counting episode zero. But not the lost. But episode. But not
2: the lost episode. We're at our 20th episode. Right. If you count the lost episode, we're at our 21st, which means Bad Philosophy can legally drink in the United States Woo-hoo! now. Nice. <laughs> it's too bad I can't. Yeah. yeah. We, we I'd recommend a
0: drunken BF, but that would frighten me. Yeah, we're in the middle of a library. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I really don't think they would appreciate um, drunken podcasting. But anyway, speaking of uh, things that are hazardous to your health, we're going to talk about healthcare on this bad philosophy. I <laughs> feel <laughs> you like Your
0: non sequiturs that look like segues <laughs> disturb me sometimes, Stephen.
2: It was beautiful. Though. You know, I try. I try really hard, and, oh, and occasionally I succeed. So yes, healthcare. Well, as part of my um, spring semester here in the honors college of Texas Tech, I am taking a seminar in global healthcare issues. So this is kind of something that's been on my mind recently, and I've certainly been reading a lot more on it than I do during my normal everyday activities. And uh, I've realized that we are actually in a worse situation healthcare wise with respect to a lot of countries in the world than I than most people believe. Um, we have just about the highest technological sophistication of any healthcare providing country. However, in rates of serious diseases, uh, like AIDS, diabetes, obesity, we are at the top of the charts. And not an, that's not More a good thing. More than
0: Africa? Question mark? AIDS? Mm,
2: okay. In the developed world. <laughs> Let's say in the, in the developed world we have higher rates. So like considering the level of healthcare that we have, we're not doing so great. Um, now... President obama uh, through the throughout the campaign and and Hillary Clinton as well, had a bunch of solutions to uh, try to solve the problem, you know universal he- health care, socialized medicine et etc et etc and kevin we 're not going to talk about socialism again, so don 't worry about it's well we chance. we might <laughs> uh, we might go that direction but on this show today basically i'd like i'd like us to start out at least talking about what is our perception of the healthiness. Of American citizens in general, the health care that we receive uh, as far as hospital care, regular care, or just like wellness maintenance, you know are we a healthy nation? What could we do better
0: well I want to point out that I want to point out that in general um, and this is this is a very broad thought in my mind, but the average lifespan. Is still substantially higher than it was, say, a hundred years ago.
2: Okay, sure. But as far as average lifespans among the developed countries of the world, we're pretty low down there. We're seventy-seven. Uh, Canada is at about eighty. Japan is the highest, with about eighty-two life expectancy at birth.
0: So a five-year difference.
2: Yeah, five-year difference. I'll gamble on five years. Hey, that's uh, that's a significant amount of time. Well, I mean, uh, how significant though? Like, do y'all think that really matters, or is it just a statistic?
3: I would say that. As far as that being indicative of the quality of our healthcare, it really wouldn't be that powerful of a statistic. I Do you think that... we
2: have a better quality of life even if we're living shorter? I have a pretty good quality yeah. of life. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to deny it. But
3: one
0: thing that, that comes to mind, and this isn't necessarily a healthcare thing, but that, that affects uh, lifespan. Is the fact that we have really high crime rates in a lot of places in the U.S. Mm. and so when you have you know gun crimes killing people in their 20s, um, you know average age of gang members. I'm not, I'm not being anti-gun here. I'm just pointing out that we do have some crime, violent crime that reduces ages. Um, I'm I'm very pro guns so don't worry, um, all you BFs out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. But um,
2: <laughs> NRA, what, what, indeed. Right. Uh,
0: but no, it's it's one of those things that that stuff like that has nothing to do with health but can reduce average lifespan.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Average lifespan. Average lifespan. Because, well, you know, yeah.
0: if, if, say, 100 people die at 23, that is going to dramatically change, 100 extra people die at 23, that is going to dramatically change average lifespan mm. towards the negative. It's like averaging in zeros almost.
2: Sure. Well, and, and Granted, it's not the most telling statistic of all, but there are others that are, are pretty significant. Our healthcare spending per capita is one of the highest in the world. I think it is It is the highest in the world. Luxembourg is second or something. Um, so, like, we spend more money per person in the United States on health care than anyone else. And yet, we still have higher rates of serious diseases, um, lower quality, uh, you know, lower life expectancy, uh, higher infant mortality rates. What's going on? I mean, are we... Is it is it type of care that's the problem, or... Uh, I mean, I realize these are big issues, but let's, let's break it down. Something that y'all can really relate to.
1: Do we really have higher infant mortality rates? We do. Than? Yeah, than who?
2: Than the rest of the developed world. We have higher, higher infant mortality than Lithuania, <laughs> which is an Eastern European country. Former, former Soviet, I think, or, yes. yeah, part of the Iron Curtain. What's the
0: difference in population between us and Lithuania.
2: Oh, that's not absolute infant mortality rates. It's rates. It's no, no, I know. I know it's per rates per I know.
0: I I get that.
2: Yeah. But sample size is... is the same. No, no, no. What no, I'm no, referring no, I'm to the, different... the numbers I'm referring to are from a, a study of the uh, OECD, which is a conglomerate of developed countries, uh, like thirty something developed countries that do a consistent uh, measurement in various healthcare areas uh, throughout their their country and submit it to. Um, A review board or like a a compilation board. So like every country does the exact same study and reports their data. Now granted, um, one difference as far as infant mortality rates go is they, most other countries do not try to save uh, preemies, uh, try to save babies as early as we do here in the united states so that kind of affects things See, but I'm still a preemie, so even, i'm
1: glad that we save premiums right even taking that into oh well that explains a lot <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> oh i must say i don't care what the average life expectancy is but i've lived long enough to be on a bad philosophy with jed cummins
3: Oh, uh, that, so that's all that has counts. That never happened before. No, this is no. The, this would be the first time. This 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 is, should be this actually, yeah. Match. We
2: should mention this is the first time that we've had both of y'all on the show together. So, mm-hmm. uh, you no, know, everyone out there, give them a little applause. Yay. it's good to be here with you, Jed. Yeah, mm-hmm. pat yourselves on the back. Yay for us, gentlemen.
0: But the reason I asked, I asked population differences, is because that is going to affect things. Okay, we spend more per capita. We we have that, but you, but it's a critical mass situation yeah. where you know you can spend more per person. On a, on a government basis, on an individual basis, whatever, but there is still a limited number of resources that are available. So things like, you know, I'm going to go back to an example that's familiar to people in this room, maybe not the rest of the audience, but um, freshman lunch dis- or not freshman lunch discussion, lunch discussion at the Honors College uh, that's been happening for a long time yeah. has hit, okay, we, we've, has hit a point where it can't get any bigger without suffering some sort of consequences, arguably. That's an argument for another day, but You know, let's say seventy-five people is too many. We can afford more pizza. We can afford, you know, we can we can bring people in to talk and to have lead discussions. Mm -hmm. But the just the sheer number of people is going to have an effect, and it's not necessarily a measurable effect, which is why statistics are funky.
2: Well, yeah, and and if there was anything that this uh, this congressional report on the OECD data agreed upon. It was that measurement was extremely difficult, especially comparing across different cultures, different population sizes, different GDPs, uh, that the factors were far, that the many factors affected it beyond what could be uh, determined or what could even be extrapolated from the data, uh, that, that there were many random elements, if you will. Uh, now, they try to take as many of those into account, but you're never going to be able to get everything. What, what they can say, though, from, what, from the data that they did get, is that overall, our health care in the United States is lacking in comparison to other countries. So, we, for one thing, we are doing something wrong. We are doing at least one thing wrong. What's that? For instance, continuing maintenance of care outside of being sick. Uh, wellness prevention or wellness maintenance and sickness prevention. We don't do a lot of that here in the United States. Um, The average person sees the doctor two times a year, usually like for a physical and, you know, maybe one time if they come down with the flu. But there's not a lot of emphasis on preventative care, on keeping people from getting certain diseases.
1: Well, part of that is because we have such amazing access to medicine. Because you can go get something over the counter and then treat yourself for a headache so you don't have to go to the doctor. Well, it's not that other countries don't have that.
0: I wish we had Ax on the show today because some of her stuff about Japanese healthcare, which is a developed country, yeah. is is useful here. And I'm probably going to misquote her if she's listening. If you're listening, Ax, leave us a comment. We want you yeah, on the show. We do. Um, but you go to the doctor for everything in Japan, and they give you they hook you up to an IV and give you intravenous antibiotics for everything. Wow. Which which is something that seems like overkill to us. But, you know, is that something that that is going to affect that? Maybe.
2: Um, well, it seems like better safe than sorry. Like, you know, otherwise it, you go to, you know, a Walgreens pharmacist and they say, oh, yeah, pop this pill and you'll feel better. There's not that sort of personal connection, I think, that's available in other countries. Now, granted, here we have the same number of doctors per capita as Japan. Something like two doctors per thousand people. So, you know, we have we have about the same ratio as Japan. However... Like you say, in Japan, they keep, for instance, pregnant mothers uh, about five times longer in the hospital for a pregnancy than we do. It's something like two weeks. Like a um, mother having a baby will spend two weeks in a Japanese hospital, <laughs> whereas, like in the United States, it's you know get in, pop it out, and get out.
0: I, I can I can point a finger as to the cause of that. Um, just from talking to my mother, who had a child in 1987, and a child in. Uh, Nineteen ninety one, which dates me and my sister irrevocably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, she talked about the dis- difference in time between when she had me, the time she in the hospital, the difference in time she, she spent with my sister, was I think about half of that. Yeah. Um, both cesarean sections, both in, you know, the same operation, what have you. Which
2: also, I should mention, we perform more of in the United States.
0: Yeah, uh, because – and I'll tell you why, money's. Yeah, um, exactly. It costs more money, and the families don't have to pay it because the insurance is paying for it, and insurance is a lot of the problem here. Um, yeah, I'm
2: glad you brought that up, actually. I was, um, was going to get to that. Okay, in, yeah, f- finish the comment, though. Um,
0: but insurance is the reason those things have shortened mm-hmm. because the insurance company doesn't want to pay as much, so the insurance says, we're only going to pay for you to stay in the hospital three days, two days, a day. If you yeah. didn't have a cesarean section, you're out in 24 hours. And that's all they're paying for. And so, because of the high cost of health care, which has a number of other problems with it as well, um, that's all that people can afford. And so in in a country with, with a quote unquote free healthcare system, that's not a concern. Right. Um or at least it's not a it's not a concern to the individual because it's being taken care of by some unseen entity which is you, but yeah, not really by, because
2: it's the government. By everyone <laughs> to a very small extent. Yeah. Um so exactly. but
0: no, the, the insurance is a problem and especially you know when we had a, a big upswing of HMOs um, being mandated, stuff like that, where it's, you know, as little care for as much money as we can get.
2: Yep, pretty much. Well, and, and I'm glad you bring up the, the ethical situation of the cost involved. Um, part of the reason that we have higher spending per capita than any country is because procedures cost so much more in the United States than in other countries, r- relatively. Um, we perform more healthcare or more cost of healthcare in the last 6 months of life than in someone's entire life like basically keeping them from dying is the most expensive part of the healthcare process and we do more of that than any other country you know we we're kind of i guess less reluctant to let go at the end so we have more of these expensive procedures to keep life going and but just in general too, not just the, the final days healthcare, but in general, many procedures, um, knee replacements, hip replacements, um, even appendectomies cost a lot more than in other countries. Now, is that a consequence of the insurance companies? Maybe but, partially, but ethically, like, what do you what do y'all think about that of, of charging exorbitant rates for procedures? And and how I just wonder like how theoretically they even go about assigning a dollar value. To a certain medical procedure. Is it like, you know, $100 per slice of the uh, scalpel or, you know, per twist of some organ? It's interesting or, like, because
0: because of the insurance, supply and demand has been eliminated from that situation. Right. It's no longer supply and demand. It's, it's how much money can we get out of them. Exactly. It's not, it's not a natural method and then there's you know it is arbitrary it is how much money can we get not how much money is this worth Mm -hmm. because the purchaser of the of the thing isn't paying the
2: cost i wonder like what would be uh, you know free market aside like what would be a less arbitrary way that they might go about it what do you you think chad i
3: i honestly don't know this whole time i've been thinking about because my dad works in a hospital yeah a private hospital and i've really been thinking less about procedures and I hate to change the topic but that's what we do Uh here. (laughs) Um, And I've been thinking about they just built a new wing on their hospital and it's nicer than some of the hotels that I've stayed in in my life. It's literally like pull out beds you know, great furniture and stuff and it really switches the focus from being healthcare providing to Hey, we're going to let you stay in this really nice place. Yeah. So I think that that might might affect it in a way. And granted, it's a private hospital, so you know that that will also change. So
0: I'm in favor of private hospitals. Just have to say that. Hmm. But well, I'm in favor. What of are they, private what are the drastic
2: what other drastic differences are then between private hospitals and well, public. as opposed to what you know what we, yeah, always, well, we always call like what county the,
0: hospitals, JP JP Smith in Dallas.
2: But they're not really public. Yes. Still. For the,
0: uh, the, they're, they're funded by taxes They're funded by the government um, if, if you And this is just an Indicative of the kind of hospital it is But if you get a John Peter Smith If you get a gunshot wound anywhere in the Metroplex You got a JPS Because huh. they have the ability to treat that And they don't ask questions like can you afford this They don't say do you have insurance They're going to get that bullet out of you and make you safe And keep you living to the best of their ability yes. Ignoring all that because they're a public hospital and that's the same kind of, kind of approach that would one that one would one
2: come about in, say, a European country. You'd go in. I mean, nobody asks you any questions. They treat you, and you leave. Like it, it's it's not a question of we do did you talk have in Canada.
0: I knew it. Ah. <clears throat> okay, sorry. We did.
2: Oh yeah, we did talk about uh, yeah on politics, eh? Yes. Sorry, <laughs> I just I knew
0: we'd mentioned it at least once. But um, yeah,
2: yeah. Kevin was trying to figure out when we talked about healthcare before. And now we did. Okay, ten points
0: for me. But anyways, right.
2: so yeah, I mean, in, in that sense, we already do kind of have a little bit of a taste of what socialized medicine might be like. Mm-hmm. You know, now let's say that paradigm gets expanded to every other hospital in the country, even private hospitals, to where they don't have to ask you when you come in, okay, who's your insurance provider? You just go, here, I'm a citizen, treat me. Or here, you know, nothing, treat me. Who's paying for it? T- be taxpayers. Now, uh, granted, it's not a private hospital. our taxes, our taxes would have to, well, they'd no longer be public. Or, yeah, they'd, they'd become public hospitals essentially at that point but then i think about that i mean would that really be so bad though would it really be so bad to pay more in taxes rather than having to deal with insurance companies who are notorious for shafting their their customers they're covered for healthcare.
0: why can't we get rid of insurance companies
2: i like that idea but what do we replace them with paying for
0: what you need
2: just paying the hospital Directly? No,
0: because the thing is, the reason that hospitals charge so much, we've said this, is because they can get that much money from insurance companies. Sure. And, and, and you said, you know, barring free market system, I'm going to go back to a free market system. Yeah, yeah. You pay for what you need. You let the market decide what you need. And, and if you have to pay out of pocket for things, my cholesterol will be lower. If I have to pay, <laughs> if I don't have insurance paying for things to fix it, I have extremely high cholesterol right now, and I'm working to fix it because it's bad, and I'm changing my diet, I'm changing my habits, but... My incentive to do that is, not, is is for my own health, not for the money. Money is such a
2: powerful motivator in this world. Yes, well, especially in America. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, if I have to pay for that out of pocket or my parents have to pay for that out of pocket, you know, because they're taking care of me, I love you, mom, I love you, dad, um, there will be a much stronger incentive to do that. Now, it's interesting because we have, as you mentioned, you know, other countries, particularly European countries have a very strong preventative health care system.
2: Yes. I mean, they focus very much on, on providing services mm-hmm. to their citizens that will keep them from having to use the most expensive procedures later on in life. And, you know, we, we spend all our lives eating junk fruit. Um, and so, you know, somewhere junk down fruit? the line... Fruit. Junk fruit? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, what is junk fruit? <laughs> Super tasty. No, I know what it is. I know
0: exactly what it is. What is it? It's those graples. The apples.
2: Yeah. Whatever. The, like,
0: it's, it's an apple that tastes like a grape. And they're genetically engineered. Those are junk fruit. Those are junk fruit. I'm not thinking genetically engineered fruits or anything get, it's, I'm it's like useful. cringing thinking. Ugh. Yeah,
2: Jed, Jed's cringing too. I've Just seen thinking them. About I've eaten that. them. Wow.
0: They're junk fruit.
2: Have you seen the man tasted them? Yes, I've eaten them.
0: Oh.
1: oh, They're weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a texture okay, of an apple. That's a good question. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right. So we've been talking right now about how health care could possibly be bad because it's too expensive or because of the way it's paid for. But is our healthcare system in America actually bad in the sense that, like, you would rather be treated somewhere else for something? Because I was in Colorado on a ski trip, and we were out in the middle of nowhere, South Fork, Colorado. I heard that, Jed. It's near Durango. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. we're out in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's kind of like who's,
2: who's, who knows where Paris, Texas is, you know? <laughs> Kevin
0: oh, does. Okay, Kevin. He's got an Eiffel Tower with a cowboy hat on top. Uh,
2: really?
1: Yeah. Fantastic. That, it's fantastic. Right Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <Have> so, <laughs> so we're sitting out here in the middle of nowhere, and my brother had been drinking a lot of water because of the high altitude, and he wanted to try to adjust better. But when you drink that much water, you lose all the electrolytes in your body, and then so when your sodium level drops, you start having seizures. So we're out in the middle of nowhere, and he's having seizures, and so within. About 45 minutes, we had an ambulance out there in the middle of nowhere at our cabin on the Rio Grande River. They picked him up, drove him just a few miles, and then he was star-flighted up to Denver.
2: Seems anecdotal. We Seems didn't. very anecdotal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Still a cool story. It's, it's still, still kind of cool, yeah. <laughs>
1: but they didn't ask us any questions, and my brother is alive because of that.
2: Yeah. I mean, when it's in those situations, sure. But I've also heard anecdotal stories of those situations where – Someone didn't have the proper insurance, and they weren't treated. I mean, and, and the person died as a result. It, it seems, it seems like there are still problems, whichever system you have. I mean, granted, for instance, in, in Michael Moore's documentary SICKO, he pretty much picks out the worst anecdotes of American healthcare and looks at the best anecdotes of European healthcare and Cuban healthcare and Cuban healthcare. I mean, he went to the freaking hospital in Havana, like. The best hospital in the freaking you don't think mi- he, uh, it's, it's like going of time it's like going to m d. Anderson and saying that that 's an indication of american health care really i don 't know what that is a- m d Anderson is a research hospital in Houston, and they pretty much have the latest best technology period uh, best doctors they 're the MIT of the medical world, if you will. And essentially, what Michael Moore did by by this, and and I think what this story is too, is it's an anecdote. Well, and, and an it e- doesn't say it doesn't say anything about like the general,
1: the general problem. No, I would disagree because everyone has one of those. Who who doesn't have a story like that?
2: I you know because I haven't had I, any, I, have I haven't
1: had any serious medical stories.
2: Um, I, well, my really? I actually do have anecdotal. My grandmother died as a result of a staph infection from she went. In, she was hospitalized for. A cut that she didn't tell her um, caretaker about soon enough got infected. She had to go into the hospital, and though they were able to cure that with antibiotics, she ended up getting a staph infection because of poor quality control among the nurses in the library. Not in the library in the hospital. <laughs> in <laughs> the library, library nurses. Yeah, li- <laughs> In the library with the candlestick. Title: Library nurses. <laughs> <laughs> library nurses. Um, I, I it's another Freudian slip because I'm sitting here in a library looking around at a librarian. So it's a um, non-sexual Freudian slip. But it is Steve, You've never
1: had yourself or a family member in like an emergency situation where it was like life or death for whether the healthcare was provided.
2: I I can recall in my when I was more of a kid, um, my dad got a blood clot in his leg, and it could have been really bad, and they caught it like right before it broke off and slammed into his heart, um. And in that situation, I was too young to know whether there were insurance things involved. But I just I, – I know he's alive still. So it seems like overall, we are doing what it takes to keep people alive in any country. Like, Stay Hippocratic alive. Oath, Stay do away. no harm. Doctors are not going to, in an ideal situation, are not going to just refuse someone that is about to die because they don't have insurance or they're not a
1: citizen or something. So what about young But Do however, they have
2: right to What about in the in the non-extreme cases, which are are more prevalent, where someone comes in for a more minor procedure and it's not life-threatening, but they don't have insurance. Say, you know, if someone gets a finger cut off, which is an anecdote from Sicko as well. A guy got two fingers cut off by a bandsaw and he was given a choice of which finger to reattach because his insurance would not cover both. Fingers, it was not a life-threatening injury, but he had to choose either his ring finger or his, I think, pinky finger, and he. So that would have been really his funny if it was finger. middle finger or the ring finger. So
1: yeah. which idea use more? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing visual jokes. You can't
2: see them, but they're really awesome. Yeah, it looks it looks fantastic, Kevin. <laughs> I would, uh, he's, he's removing and reattaching his pointer finger
3: That's magic It's very deadly yeah looks a lot like his thumb for some reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I have fat fingers. Okay. Yeah. give me a break
2: <laughs> well let's let's talk about solutions. One of the biggest ones: universal health care. you know take it away from the insurance companies, give it completely to the government now Obama 's plan now is less about that. It, it was more universal when it began, certainly Hillary Clinton's was very. Much universal now. obama's talking more about having private, I guess, funds or or savings accounts for insurance uh, for individuals in the United States. Something of that nature, but they're not really private. They're like government. We're just so calling it private. So insurance
3: that we're not calling insurance. Right. Okay. It, <laughs> it seems. It
2: seems like a cop out. I mean, it seems like a way of saying, "Oh yeah, we have a universal health care," but it's actually still going through the so insurance. Is it like company. social
1: security for insurance.
2: Right. Yeah. something like that and, and we all know how wonderful social security is doing right now right oh yes I can't wait until I retire which by the way that's another problem when,
0: um, when social security runs out of money 2012 our population really? output will exceed input
2: that's, that's
3: a fantastic That's, that's way too... That's awesome Yeah, that it's also 2012 I know, I know in addition is. to everything but, else. You know I,
2: know, I know that sounds significant, but that's only one correlation. I don't think that's enough to say, oh, the world is going to end. I'm oh. not saying that. The world's oh, I, totally <laughs> going to end because, you know, both the Mayan calendar is going to expire and Social Security is going to exceed <laughs> well, the probabilities. They'll, they'll, so. they'll just take the money from elsewhere. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> like,
0: Social Security will not end because the AARP is the largest lobbying group in the country. Oh. Uh. Country,
1: country. Country.
0: Country. Country. Not country. Not making I, I was talking to Matt about, about proper pronunciation of words earlier, and the T-R is a tricky a tricky sound.
1: Mm-hmm. Giggity. <laughs>
2: I
0: will punch you in the face.
2: All you uh, Family Guy oh. viewers out there, you better be rolling on the floor right now. Anyways so solutions i mean what do you all think would be better then than that sort of pseudo insurance thing or making it completely socialized like the british system which the you know the national health service
3: i would say that the constitution doesn't really mention healthcare
2: no it doesn't really and yeah. therefore well, healthcare was a very different
1: thing 250 <laughs> uh, yeah, years ago
3: i understand that but at the same time that's the prevailing argument for something that i'd like to talk on in another Bad philosophy why education isn't handled primarily by the Next
2: week. Next week.
3: Um, (laughs) And like that little teaser there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But. I think because it wasn't, you know, and granted that the framers of the constitution weren't really thinking about running down to the local hospital to, you know, get an ap- appendectomy or whatever, but um <laughs> I think that that's
2: I'm going to go give myself an appendectomy. Like
3: <laughs> <laughs> just got sign me some constitution I'm and disturbed.
0: then <laughs> Dude, appendectomies are freakishly easy to do now. They cut three holes in your stomach and that's it. Wow. Like two three times my dad had one. Um Because his appendecta almost exploded. Um, (laughs) Appendix, you heard me. Um, Like just just more anecdotal evidence. Yeah. But um, he went to uh, I think it was a nurse practitioner because his his regular doctor wasn't available to see him that time because he was really he wasn't feeling good, stomach ache stuff like that. Um, Was afraid it might be his appendix. He went in. She made her made him hop on one foot. Said it wasn't his appendix. To go home and get some rest. Um, my aunt is an RN, registered nurse. She's got a master's in nursing. She teaches. Um, had, my mo- had been called by my mother to go home and check on him. Um, she saw him walking out of the car and knew immediately he had to go to the hospital because it was probably his appendix. Oh, wow. Um, which is – said something about, about – once again, you know, anecdotal, but quality stuff is you know, she saw him and knew that something was horribly wrong. And so they got, went, got in the car, drove him to the hospital, and within the next like six hours, they were taking his appendix out. Wow, um, and it was all swollen and gross, and she, they, have, they took a picture of it, which oh, I, to see. I don't know why. Uh, My mother was like, "Why are you showing me this picture? Uh, Is it out? Is he healthy?" Okay. like a, I
2: have a friend who who busted his knee like horribly mm-hmm. uh, several years ago, and he had to get he had to get major knee surgery on it, and he framed the pictures that they took during the surgery of his kneecap opened up, like exposed with all the stuff around it, and. <sighs>
1: Yeah, wow. it, it
2: was it was nasty, and he still has like a three inch scar on his knee or something. It's- so maybe we could spend or save a lot of money
3: in healthcare if we didn't take nasty pictures of things. That's, <laughs> I that's too that much. Out there. You know, take out <laughs> the
1: photography <laughs> studio. Yeah, It'd take a uh, little
2: bit, you know, yeah. here and there. Right. I'm, I'm still curious. What do y'all think about it? I mean, would you be willing to accept, say, a raise, a doubling of the taxes that you have to pay to the government if it meant that you wouldn't have to deal with insurance company healthcare?
3: no yes
2: matt
1: maybe it's like a uh. yes no in there <laughs> like, so we're well, still once you don't have to pay for anything anymore then you're back into the socialist area where the government provides for it and then it's not it doesn't excel or get better because it's just there and it exists Do you
2: think we're trading like one bad administrative structure for another Like, really, like, is the government in the United States going to do as good a job as the government in Britain? Granted, they've been doing it for 50 years. We would be starting essentially from scratch.
0: Well, we could copy their system exactly. Um, We have... We have communication between them. We're friends with Britain. We can say, hey, how do you do this? And we can say, oh, we can do that, but we won't. We'll say, we want to do it
2: our way, which is better because we're America. Right, and we're going to take 50 years to figure out how to do it as good as they're doing it now. Hey, I'll be all
1: for it if we switch to the metric system at the same time. Dude,
2: (laughs) I totally – okay, let's go off on a little rabbit trail there. I freaking hate the imperial system. Me too. Um, After being a scientist for a couple of years – I've fallen in love with the System international, the SI units, uh, commonly known as metric here in the United States. What's, what's with all the French? Stephen? It, it's commonly called that.
1: Parlez-vous Francais? And no. By the way, sine qua non which is, is without the, uh,
2: Latin, not French. I knew this. They're, yeah.
1: they're I was giving Latin- you a hard time.
2: Right? I didn't know. So.
0: I, I knew. I'm just giving Stephen a hard time. Oh, okay. so I don't speak Latin either. Seriously though, I, uh, practically, Latin roots.
2: the SI system, which is Actually redundant. Um, The metric system, (laughs) the metric system is far better, far easier to deal with, far easier to expand, convert everything. It makes sense. The imperial units do not make sense. Why are there sixteen ounces in a pound? Why are there because we've determined because because they were developed independently. I don't
0: know. Whatever. They they weren't. it, It isn't a system. It's a conglomeration of measurements. Right. Um, it's like, okay, this is an ounce. Well, how many of those fit in a pound? Yeah. Some <laughs> 16. Yeah. I'm just upset. You know that
2: my how many, how many pounds in a stone? Uh, how, many, how many cups in a pint? How many tablespoons <laughs> in
1: a cup? A lot.
2: 24? <laughs> It's just arbitrary. <laughs> they, and it's it really bothers me. <laughs> it's like somebody made a spoon once, and they called it a tablespoon, <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, everybody's going to use my spoon." Can three teaspoons his? and a tablespoon.
3: Is that true?
2: Yes. See, yes. <laughs> so like, why is it three? Why, why isn't it uh, four or something? You know, we we like pie. even numbers for pie, some. tablespoon. Three teaspoons <laughs> and a tablespoon. <laughs> I just—it's one of one of my pet peeves—is having to deal with the. Very inconvenient. I, I
0: will say that the, the moment I loved the the metric system was an, due to Bill Nye. Hark back to episode zero. Yeah, um, Bill Nye,
1: Bill Nye but, the
0: Science Guy. Wow. Um, Reprise. We talked, that, we talked
1: about Bill Nye on the last episode. Did we? We did, because Peyton was talking about him, too. That's right. Which, by the way, we
2: need to get Peyton back on the show for an actual episode. We do. Yeah. That was an actual episode. Well, okay. (laughs) An (laughs) actual one that actually has actual audio. Wait,
1: wait. Before we leave the the little rabbit trail, I have to quickly ask a question. Out of the three of y'all, how many of you actually use the metric system or, like, Centigrade for your temperature on your desktop?
0: No. Uh,
1: I do. Okay. I don't have
0: temperature on my desktop. I'm not that technologically advanced. Okay. If I wanted to know the temperature, I'd go outside.
1: You'd lick your pinky and hold it up?
0: Maybe I'll turn on the weather channel.
2: Isn't that for wind direction, Matt? Not for temperature? Like, I, like is you use your pinky te- a thermometer? <laughs> yes. Matt's, <laughs> Matt's, Matt's a cyborg. Depending on that's how awesome. fast my saliva freezes you can faster. You hear the servos colder. whirring inside him. <laughs> <laughs> Obscure
0: Joko Joko reference. uh, Yeah, sorry I coughed there. That was a Joko reference.
1: Uh Okay, I'm done with that. No. Okay. Bill Nye was
0: was 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 talking about the metric system because he's a scientist, so he obviously likes it. Well I know it's obvious, but not surprising anyway. (laughs) Um, and he was he he did he talked about he started with a millimeter. Yeah. No, he started with a with a centimeter, excuse me. Yeah. Started with a centimeter. And he said, okay, uh, let's take a centimeter and let's cube it. We'll make it one cubic centimeter. And he said, okay, that volume is a milliliter. Yeah. that is. And I'm like, whoa, blow my mind. Yeah. And then, and then he took a little thing and it f- was one milliliter or one cubic centimeter. Or filled one it with, cc. Yeah, one cc. You'll, you'll or commonly or, hear that on the medical shows. Or and he filled it with water and this water weighs one gram. At which point I just about pooped myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Because I'm like, no. No effing way. No effing way. The only problem is that um, it, and this, is, this isn't a problem with metric necessarily. Just a problem with measurements is that like all of those measurements have a has a specific scientific definition, like that is
2: measurable. The oh yeah, of, like a, uh, a a calorie is the amount of heat it mm-hmm. takes to raise one gram of water one, one degree, degree Celsius. Yeah, yeah.
0: But but like you know like a millimeter or it's it, like like a second is the number of times that something rotates. How so far something travels at the speed of light or is a distance. Things like that. But the one that isn't right is... that doesn't have a consistent thing is the kilogram. Really? The yeah. kilogram... Oh, right, because it's dependent a block, on... as a block of lead yeah. in France. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is what is determined a kilogram. And the thing is, that... A block and, of
3: lead has been...
0: ...can change. Yeah. And And just, just, you know, natural sciencey things, we realize how atoms work and stuff, that the actual weight of it, or mass of it, can change. But we base it off this solid block of lead because we didn't want to do something actually scientific, I guess.
2: Well now explain exactly how that how that happens. How the how the mass of a block of lead can change. Not
0: substantially. But Yeah, I mean not measurably. enough not
2: enough to really affect the approximation of a kilogram.
0: No, but it shouldn't be an approximation. We don't have an approximation of a second. We know that a second is exactly you know, six hundred thousand cesium atom well, We we've defined rotates. it to be that,
2: but that was that was based on a previous approximation from like a mechanical. But now it but actually now is definition. Right, we, we haven't can...
0: done that with kilogram. Yeah, we've done that with everything except the kg, hmm. and not Kyle Glass from Tenacious T. Sorry, I watched Pick of Destiny yesterday. Yeah. Um,
2: did not mean <laughs> to blow your mind. <gasps> Bad philosophy. Blowing minds every day. Every day you listen
0: to us, right. <laughs> Um
2: No, we're blowing your mind even if you're not listening to us. We, like, we like, plant a bomb in your mind that goes off.
1: Wait, so do, does that mean we have metal listeners?
2: What? Tenacious D isn't
0: strictly metal.
1: If we can blow their... Not metal, metal listeners. Meta. Meta. <laughs> meta. Yeah. So we well, can, I thought we were talking metal. We can blow their mind if they're not listening. No,
2: Tenacious D is just rock. They're not metal. I love... Further
0: tangent from the previous tangent. I love Jack Black <coughs> because this man decided that he would be a rock god and then told the world he was and then and became one now he one. is yes <laughs> that's, that's all he did like it's <laughs> like he, is, he has never been like you know I'm struggling to make it I mean all this stuff you know I'm starting out he has always been you know he would go on stage and he'd just like yeah! and just rock your socks off exactly and, and, and he was so into it that he that you got into it and you believed that and that's the power of persuasion which is what we were talking about in the first place right
1: happiness is the choice and your attitude is infectious now we're back to healthcare.
2: Bam, bam. Well, that's that's more like that. uh, psychological healthcare, which is which is another extremely important thing. I mean, how how much of our society is based upon a degrading psychological stimulus? Uh, for instance, like our, our overemphasis on television, our you know overemphasis on on cramming as much into our schedules as we possibly can, our increasingly long work week, uh, the demand to well. For instance, the psychological demands of being on the internet, um, having to be connected all the time—it's it, fun in one sense, really but better. is it not? <laughs> I think it might be contributing, though, to our health in a in a poor way.
0: It's it's hard to say because as as we talked about you know earlier, we have, all we really have is anecdotes. Really, there's not been yeah. enough time to definitively say is this thing having a negative positive aspect. Now, there's a lot of uh, there's some evidence to say things are negative. You know. World of Warcraft. Um, Generally, yes. A a good example of, of what people are wanting to call internet addiction. Um, did y'all hear the story
2: addiction? of uh, the Warcraft funeral? World of Warcraft. The funeral? one that got uh, ganked. Yeah, yeah. Somebody actually who played World of Warcraft, pretty big guild leader, apparently, died. This and was a while ago. This this was a while ago, but the people wanted to have a funeral for him in and World of Warcraft. I did, and they did, and it was you know this beautiful ceremony. They had you know the, all the characters doing this stuff, and as they were doing it. Another guild raided them and PVP'd, which is player versus player, and basically killed them all while they were defenseless during this funeral.
0: In-game. They're not actually dead. Yeah. It's just a video game. Get over and it. Life, happens. Over it. Life it was,
2: happens. Well, yeah, they were all saying, like, you know, get over it. It's just a game and everything. But, I, you know, I found it still... A bit of an asshole-ish move. Oh, certainly. Uh, it's it's <laughs>
0: evidence of, and you'll probably want to bleep this one, Stephen. Yeah. Of John Gabriel's Internet Fuckwad Theory.
2: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: Which is on uh, Penny Arcade um, originated this idea that the Internet, a normal person plus the total anonymity of the Internet, generates a total fuckwad. That's two bleeps, um, <laughs> if you're keeping count at home. Um, my mother does listen to this episode. Put, I'm put sorry, another Mom. strike on the whiteboard. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, I. It, it's scientific. It's academic. I have to say these things, um, right? So it's all academic. It's That's
2: the excuse I'm going to use once I become a professor. I'll be like, "It's academic." Oh no, it happens all I the time curse in the theater as much department. As I, want. Um, I had a professor who.
0: <laughs> okay, we're going to have a few more bleeps. I apologize. Yeah, um, we, we have in a the theater department um, a content dis- disclosure thing, saying, saying you know, in theater we talk about things that may be uncomfortable. Yeah, and um, and so one of my professors, who will remain un- unnamed, although he'd he'd cop to it if you asked him. Um, so he, he read it you know, part, as part of the syllabus and said, so that means if you don't like it, get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> That's
0: the most I've had on an episode, I think. Um, so three. he actually put that on the syllabus? No, he just he, he said that to the he class. He just said it, yeah. he said it to the class.
2: Like, this is the syllabus. If you don't like it, GTFO. Yeah.
0: Um, and yes. so it was – I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> 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 I don't really have a sailor's mouth. You know um, what? I've
2: never heard a sailor curse, just personally.
0: I have. Personally, yeah. I have. <laughs> um I I knew someone whose father was a sailor back in the day, and he oh.
2: cursed like a sailor. But is okay. that anecdotal, or is that oh, purely, purely anecdotal? anecdotal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't care. It's still kind of funny, though, though. Like we still use that term, but I think there are a lot of people that curse more than sailors, truck drivers, or just as much. Yeah, You're that's kidding. that's a good example. Well, just just college students in general, I think.
0: Well, there's, it's it's interesting because there's been sort of this this shift of of language, not necessarily of content. If you go watch, I was watching *Arsenic and Old Lace* because we were watching it in one of the classes that I'm teaching at uh, Coronado High School. Yeah. And there, are, there are some very interesting things that are that are very subtle, um, but also kind of dirty. Because uh, this couple just gets gets married at the beginning of the movie, um, and so they've been married like six hours at this point. They're gonna go to Niagara Falls and you know do cheesy honeymoon stuff that you do in the fifties. Or whenever the movie was made. Cary People Grant was don't
1: do cheesy Honeyman stuff anymore. No.
0: They don't go to Niagara Falls as much. It's all over.
1: That's it.
0: Um, but but there were, there were a couple things like alluding to what would be happening that evening, uh-huh. which you know, we all know what it is. We're yeah, adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're not an adult and you're listening to Bad Philosophy, I'm glad. Stick around.
2: Um, we'll make you an adult. <laughs> I grew up in the theater. Whether you my like my it or not. My mother doesn't appreciate
0: that sometimes. <laughs> um, but it's all there. And we've just become more honest about it sometimes we just actually yeah. say things um some of which I, I attribute to people like george carlin who was a uh, fantastic man and this has been one heck of a rabbit trail oh yeah
2: and, uh i'm loving it let's see if we can steer it back around so like is cursing part of our uh health degradation
1: when you hurt yourself you curse then get to the hospital
2: mm, i like mine more Okay.
0: i don't like either of them yeah. <laughs> well,
2: do us one better kevin well i
0: got I got to take the next step on the rabbit trail i don't oh. know what that is yet, but oh, okay. we, we don't gotcha. have we don't have an off ramp yet on this on this rabbit trail I'm no I'm back still, to the main topic
2: and I, I like I like getting on the subject of cursing too, because I think know I mean we've talked about this on the show before like it's it's an indication of an evolving language mm-hmm. and I think that the fact that we 're getting more comfortable with with cursing in general culture is just an indication but a long time ago, jerk used to be an incredibly serious mm-hmm. um, curse. Yes. Um, we we actually have talked about this before, you know, with the bah humbug and everything. Yeah. Just <laughs> not bah humbug. Bah is
0: not a word. Bah is an exclamation. But, you know, humbug. 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 Yes.
2: Um, I kind of wonder, you know, like, what are the curse words of the future?
0: Frack is one of them. Frack? You think that will actually become... I don't, I don't know that it will actually become a curse word. Yeah. Um, because it's it's become it's become part of my vocabulary already. And I don't view it as a curse word. It's an exclamation. Right. You know, that is fracking fantastic, or absofracking lutely. Um, but I don't know that it's, and I don't even watch Battlestar Galactica. Like, that's how... That's how detached how it is it from, is. yeah. Um, first time I heard it was on Veronica Mars. Uh, really? show, by the way. Somebody yeah. used it on... Wow. Veronica, Marr, Veronica used it on that show frequently. That's fracking awesome. It was. Um, but that's that was probably where I first heard I mean, I, I may have briefly gl- glimpsed it elsewhere that's where i first like became conscious of it yeah um but so i don't i don't see that as being a, a future curse word
3: all of my future curse words i'm actually going to learn chinese and attempts to push, oh push i
1: it want more to, towards the fire fibers i, love, verse. I what love a that great idea! <laughs> exactly <laughs> let's outsource our curse words
0: shiny well, okay, so there, was, there was a there was a podcast um i think it was like I don't know. It was a Firefly Serenity based podcast, um, and they had a thing that they would do every week that would take one of the Chinese phrases from the show, translate it, and then teach you how to say it. Sweet. Have you
3: read Finding Serenity? No, I haven't. I'll, if you're, at, we'll
0: do yeah, it sometime. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorites that Wash did was I don't remember how to say it because I wasn't paying attention that much. But the translation was "Holy Mother of God and all her crazy nephews,"
2: which <laughs> I think is a great, you know, full-bodied exclamation. Yeah. Um, that, like that. And it sounds better because you're doing it in Chinese. Oh, you know? certainly.
0: And the thing is, they the, the cast members knew what they were saying; like they had it translated for them, so that they could inflect it appropriately. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's. I mean, I think it's great that that it made so much sense in that universe. Too, oh, Because definitely. like a, a large portion of the people who like left Earth were Chinese, just mm-hmm. because it was such a great number of the population. Yes. So the same as you know, we've kind of gotten Spanish colloquialisms; they got Chinese curse words. Um, as a result of that, just being the culture that uh, that came about. So yeah, yeah, I, I think it was a beautiful move on Joss Whedon's part. But be, no, that'd the, be cool the man that'd be is, is brilliant. The man things. is the man Dollhouse, is undeniably brilliant. Uh, yeah. Starting in February, just got to give. Shout oh yeah, out to totally Max. watch that. What's, what network is he going to be on? Uh, Fox. Fox. Uh, really? Yeah, yes. really. <laughs> oh, okay. Speaking of Fox. Speaking of Fox, uh, they. I don't know if any of y'all watch The Daily Show on a regular basis. Occasionally. But Sean I watch Hannity. The Daily. Has a 100-day puzzle. uh, Oh yeah, I saw saw him. Commemorate uh, Barack Obama's honeymoon period, and each day they're going to remove a piece of the puzzle to reveal the real Barack Obama. Is it the picture of him smoking pot? I I hope so. I I I think think that would be awesome. Token up a joint in college, exactly. But uh, it just—it seems like such a gimmick. I have a
1: question. Once you get like. Halfway through, you're going to be able to tell what it is. So then, do they just like the, pictures, scrap the things it? overlap? The pieces overlap.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you you only get you you actually
2: remove one hundredth of the picture each day. Okay. Which would make That's sense, good. but you know it's Fox. So, and, and the fact that they need a gimmick like that just to keep people watching now, it just says something. I think we're going to see a lot more ridiculousness come from Fox News as a result of this presidency. I mean, they're already criticizing him on what he's done in the first four days that well, he's okay, been he didn't put his hand on the
0: bible when he swore into the oath so the second a time
2: well the first time he didn't swear right so he's not he's still not president no, he- but the second time he swore right but there were no cameras there and his hand wasn't on the bible i mean well, there was a camera that's how we know his hand wasn't on the bible <laughs> there were no video cameras there it's the most ridiculous situation in the world i think the constitution says that the president becomes president at noon on inauguration day regardless of whether i mean he could say the, the oath in Chinese and have it be, like, some sort of ancient traditional song, and he would still be president. Like he, really? he could go up and, and oh, just yeah, say, totally. I'm president, Biatch, and he would be president. No, <laughs> mm. I'm liking it, man. I realize. So, I mean, I seriously, there, there is no it's – it's a non-issue. It's a complete non-issue.
0: Should we this – is, this is sort of a tangent, but we do that. Okay. Should we require the president to swear in on a holy book?
2: Ooh, I think that's, that's pretty contentious. We are, um, we
1: are one nation under God. It seems we to be that's, an that's unstated our
2: requirement, that's for
1: sure. Well,
0: certainly. Well, the, the One nation under God, I should point out, is in the Pledge of Allegiance, which is not a constricting document of any sort, mm-hmm. and that was added in the 50s. Right. But when, in, in, in a situation in the government where we have such a strong, on some sides, um, opposition to the, segre- to the integration of church and state er, in favor of the segregation of the two, why do we have people swear on a Bible in, in court? Why do we have the president swear on a Bible to become president? Not to yeah, so he does help that. me God and all that. You know, stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's interesting. And now we've only elected Christian presidents in our, in our past, you know,
2: 200 mm-hmm. plus years. Oh, um, what a uh, few Catholics. Well, or was Kennedy still the only Catholic?
0: Catholic is Christian. Catholic, oh, sure. Christian. <laughs> they're mostly Protestant. They still use the same Bible. Two, they're
2: they're two a vast majority Protestant. Nixon was a uh, Quaker. Nixon was a Quaker. Nixon was a Quaker. I would not have pegged him for a Quaker.
0: Yeah. Neither would a lot of people. (laughs) Um, I knew this information, but I just thought of it because I watched Frost Nixon a couple days ago.
2: Oh, fantastic. How Uh, was that? Beautiful. Um, Beautiful I would not be disappointed
0: if it wins Best Picture. Wow. I've not seen Benjamin Button, but uh, one of the guys I was with had, and he said this was better than Benjamin Button.
2: Really? Um, Now, see, I really liked Benjamin Button.
0: So did he, but um, Frost Nixon is... Is so well put together. Hmm. It is so well acted. It is such a, an an incredible story. And and is there a huge twist in the end? No, you know exactly what's going to happen. Exactly, you know what's yeah. going to happen. But even then, it doesn't affect it at all. And and it doesn't demonize Nixon. It doesn't make it. It, it shows him as an honest or no, honest. It shows him as a honestly as yeah. a man. It doesn't demonize him. It doesn't. It doesn't heroize him. Heroize, angelize. Demonize, Angelize.
2: Demonize, um, Idealize? Yeah. There you go, Idealize. Yeah.
0: It's a good film, and I will be happy if it wins.
2: Cool. Well, I, you know, gotta find it. Gotta watch it. Uh, Legally,
1: of course. Yes. Why would anyone assume illegally?
2: Um, because it's not out on DVD yet? It's in theaters. It just came to
0: Ludwig this past weekend.
2: Oh, well, maybe I'll go out and see it.
0: That's that's why I went and saw it, I, it wasn't even playing nearby in Dallas when I was back home over the break, which made me sad.
2: Hmm. I think we just hit the dead end of the off-ramp.
0: <laughs> and Nixon was against communism oh, or socialism. Oh, dude, I've got it, I've got oh, okay, it, I've got it.
2: okay, you've got it? The HMO system came about under Nixon. Bam! Bam! There we go. Oh, we're back. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> that was well I just, done. I just, well right done. at the dead end, I just, like, hopped the car back onto the freeway. Well played, sir. Yeah. Yes. Well played.
1: I think you messed up your alignment, but we're. All right. I think like, we're good. We're good. <laughs> oh, he's still lawful neutral. Yeah. D and D joke for all you out there. What? What? <laughs> it, I thought D and D was dead. Like I thought D and D was such like a thing no, of the nineties. D and D D&D never I mean, goes away.
0: No. Dude, D and D just came out like Dude. this past year with a new edition. That's D and D is like saying. monopoly. It's, it's one of those things that going to be old.
2: What? I I don't think ever. No. There D&D's will always. always be I, people. There's a guy.
0: There's a guy over at. Um, I played with him once. Uh. I can't remember his name, but that's probably, okay. I don't know if he wants to mention it. He's, he's, he's got a 12-year-old kid, and he's been playing D&D since it first came out, like first edition in the 70s, and still plays consistently to this day hmm. um, because it's a fantastic game. The system changes, but it's a lot of fun, and it's not something that's going to go out of style.
1: Steven's now doing sign language, and I'm trying to figure him out.
0: Is he talking to Jed or talking? Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I, just, okay uh, I, was, I wasn't uh, sure if you were talking to... Uh, commenting commenting on some enough. folks in the background. Um, yeah. No, D&D is, is far from dead. Um, it's actually – it's become even more fun since the new edition came out, in my opinion, hmm. um, which is a secondary tangent to uh, HMO's healthcare. the fact that we actually got back on track.
2: Yeah, we got back on track and we were just like, eh, we don't like this. Let's go back – <laughs> let's, let's take another offer. We well, had to
0: say alignment, and then I had to make a D&D joke. Yeah. And so like we, remember,
2: gentlemen, lean back when you laugh. <laughs> <Do I have laughs> there you go. By, by the way, your evil laugh is one of my favorite sound bites from the show. <laughs> well, dude. thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. you got to have a good laugh. Oh, dude, you yeah. Know, bad horse didn't practice his winnie, his <laughs> terrible, deaf winnie.
1: Bad life and – or bad – oh, my gosh. Oh,
0: man. Uh, I want to be an achiever.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Represent achievers. Biatch. No, Steven. <laughs> okay. I thought that was dead, too. I'm attempting to... I'm really beaten...
2: Speaking of horses, I'm beating that dead one. (laughs) Uh, Please, Jed. Please do something worthwhile. Save save us, us. Jed. Save us from the abyss.
3: Earlier, everybody kind of... We went around the table and said whether we would support uh, higher taxes for a government, whether that's state or federal-run healthcare system. Um, I'd like to see everybody... I guess, support
1: their opinions on that and maybe round it out a little bit? Well, okay. When you're paying taxes, you're assuming you're going to need the service eventually. If you're only paying for health care when you need it, you're only paying for it when you need it. You're not just giving pouring out money and possibly never using it. Because you're saying that, like, all the stories I'm talking about are anecdotal, and you're like, well, I've never needed to have, you know... Yeah, but, care, there's gonna, an right, but there's always going to right, but there's
2: going to be that day, that one day, that you, you need exactly. It, yeah.
1: So how can you say that, but at the same time say that this evidence is anecdotal? The two contradict each other. You see what I'm saying? Because
2: well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't contradict that the evidence is anecdotal. It just it provides one example of a situation in which paying all your life does pay off. Now there mm. will there are people though. I mean, I can give an example of people that will pay a little bit all their life and never have to use it. And we'll get to the end and be like, you know what? I, I'm going into a coma. I'm on, I'm on life support. Just kill me. Yeah. Just, just, just let me die. Because at that point, your quality of life has so far diminished that it's not worth it anymore. You know, it's not worth spending those hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep yourself alive for
1: another three months. But with the taxes, if, if you want to be a citizen, you have to pay them. With, with taxes, then we would pay be paying. Yeah, don't we have that.
0: voluntary taxes. That's a good idea.
2: Well, you know, if I felt like I was actually getting my money's worth out of it, uh, for instance, healthcare in Europe, house calls, they provide house calls. I would love that. I wouldn't have like to not have to drive to the doctor. I'd like a doctor to drive to me. I mean, we stopped doing that here in the United States. We used to have that Starflight, and it just went away. Well, Starflight for emergencies—that's flying the hospital, not to you. That's flying you to the hospital. We're <laughs> right? still not making a house call. <laughs>
0: They're still not leaving
2: that hospital. And I mean, we still have house calls, sort of, in the form of ambulances. But those are those are freaking expensive those, house those are, you know, Bringing well, you to the hospital.
0: Grapevine, Texas. Grapevine, Texas. If you're a, if you're a resident, all ambulance rides are free because the city pays for them so it's not
2: but you know so we already have you know partially subsidized 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 healthcare in the United States mm-hmm. what really would be the difference in just going all out you know why, why don't we take those those good cases and just do them because everywhere because those good cases are anecdotal uh, and you don't think that the same situation would be true say in Miami to have free ambulance rides
0: no but it's a it's a it's a situation where I can you you can throw all your anecdotal evidence at me, you know, from sicko of the way these things are broken. I can just as equally show you horrible situations in places where they have universal health care, where yes. they have those
2: situations. That doesn't show effectiveness one way or the other. Which I, mean, I agree that, with that, but I prefer citing like the CRS, the Congressional Research Service reports and such, that look at overall data rather than anecdotes. And now, granted, the overall data are going to be far. More difficult to interpret, but they're going to be, I think, but we more ha- useful. But
0: if, you, if you don't have enough data, which you admitted to earlier, mm-hmm. and if you don't know how to interpret the data, how can you guarantee you're even making a close to right answer?
2: You're guessing, not completely. And I'd rather, rather they you can be guess, say seventy percent sure that the data is correct. It's an educated guess. That's the best. Fair way enough. We it is an educated guess. Right.
0: I would rather guess on the side of I pay from what I'm responsible
2: for. I, I would rather guess on the side of personal responsibility.
0: Could and you afford
2: a hip replacement if you had to get one today? Could you just out of pocket afford a hip replacement? We've got a payment plan. I could do it. You want to put, people your, hip, do it. put your hip on layaway? No. They, no. People do that. <laughs> or put it. Uh, yeah, hospitals offer it.
0: payment plans, mm-hmm. financing. I would probably have to go get a job. I probably wouldn't be able to finish college, but I would be able to pay for it. Right. If, I, if, if that was necessary. Would, would, do I have to? No, because I have insurance going under my parents because I'm not 25 and I'm still in college. But the situation remains that I should be – why
2: should Matt pay for my hip replacement?
1: Yeah, I'm not paying for Kip's hip because replacement. Because you
2: might someday pay for his. I don't want to pay for his. Asshole! <laughs> 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 no. No, I, no, I, I don't Fair have enough. any incentive to pay for his hip
0: replacement. Yes, you do. He's
2: paying for yours.
1: Yeah. No, he's not. Give a little, take a little, man. He's, because
2: I might someday pay for his. He should pay for mine. That's not adequate re- reciprocity. This is the whole problem behind income tax, though. Yes, Be- between spreading the wealth around. Yeah. I'm yes, right. <laughs>
0: I agree. Yeah, yeah. The, you you can say that you know the government wants this for the society wants this.
2: All the society, all the government is is a bunch of people making decisions. I think it's it's fundamental difference though. It's it's altruism versus. Selfishness. Uh-huh. I mean it's, it's a fundamental personal philosophy. Uh-huh. But government has to go beyond fundamental personal philosophies and look at no. what's best for the nation. No. That, is, that is why we institute governments. What, why, do, why do we have a nation?
0: Why do we have these things? Why can't people just live in like the old west and be personally responsible for what they do? Because
1: people are lazy. Exactly. Okay, so those well, people, people are
2: lazy and they, and they don't have – not everyone has the ability. Not everyone has the ability to, just, to even do a payment plan. On something like that, you know, what if what if you're unemployed? So I have to take care of them. <sighs> I maybe there's, not. You, there is but, no but as incentive a, for me to do so. Here, here's the deal, though. What you're contributing is so small on a grand scale. Now, granted, on a
0: grand scale, yeah. To yeah. me, is it, a, is it is it insignificant? That's not small. But I mean, you're, is it, is you're it insignificant to me personally? Is it insignificant that the amount of money that everybody pays in, we pay in six trillion dollars, I pay in ten dollars. Is that ten dollars insignificant at the six trillion? Yes. Is it significant to me? No. Is it significant <laughs> to me? Yes. Yeah. And you are taking every single dollar of tax money from a person, from people, not from
2: huge piles of money that are laying around. Well, and part you of, no, shouldn't part of have the, the
0: right to take my
2: money from me. Part of the general taxation is of corporations though, like personal income taxes. Which are made up of people. You no, know, it well, always boils ind- down to indirectly, people. though. I mean, you're—it's taking from the profits obtained by companies by through people selling products who are selling products. Yeah, still, still, personal responsibility cannot be ignored. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a fan of of income tax. I think I think we should use tariff money to pay for it. Honestly, taxing trade between nations, but why should we tax that either? Why should we tax tariffs? Uh, for one thing, because we have our manufacturing base in the United States here is being diminished because of our willingness to trade with other countries. If I can get know. it cheaper somewhere else, why shouldn't I? It's ultimately hurting your local economy, is what happens. Is it hurting me?
0: <laughs> yeah. No? Indirectly, yeah. If I'm saving money, if that's the decision I choose to make, what, who who's to stop me from making that decision? Why do you have the right to do that?
1: Should I just like jump start everything and just like move to China now?
2: Um I you know, China's not a terribly pleasant place to live <laughs> I would mostly not. I would say as far
3: as you know Kevin's argument that it is taking something away from you what what sort of benefits do you feel you are getting from society back then because that's what I mean originally the people who came up with taxes or you know that's the kind of fallback argument is that you're getting benefits right. from society so do you feel that you're not getting your full- I don't
0: want benefits from society
3: then I want
0: my work to benefit me. I don't want to take handouts. I don't want to give things away.
2: Still, though, taxes support, the benefits that you get
0: are negligible. No. If I'm taking $10 out of that, ten, that million or if, if all they're giving me out of the $6 trillion they have is just a little bit tiny bit, that's negligible to that. It makes a big difference to me. But why, why should I take away from that money?
2: Here's part of the benefit. Public university that we're sitting in right now. Hell, the microphones that we're using right now. <sighs> hey, I paid come for this microphone from taxes. <laughs> yeah, Matt paid for his, but we would not be sitting here recording on these fantastic microphones if not for the collective taxes of the United States of America and the citizens thereof. Plain and simple. We would not be going here to this public university. We would not be taking advantage of the protection of our military. of oh, you know, granted, we haven't had to use it for Homeland protection in a long time.
0: That's the DHS.
2: Whatever.
1: Let me ask you a question about that, Stephen. If we weren't paying taxes, could we take that money that we would have paid to taxes and bought these microphones in the same way the five of us, four of us, whatever, pooled our money to buy the mixer?
2: So far in my life, I haven't paid much in income tax. I don't know about y'all, but... Well, they haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yet. You will
0: pay your fair share, and you will not see an equal amount back.
2: Yeah. There's no guarantee exactly.
0: that you will see an equal amount
2: back. No, I agree that for the most part, the the symmetry is not there. But still, the services, the, the services that we get as a result of taxes, maybe they don't make up for it, but I'd rather them be there than not be there.
0: But if I if, if I'm way, losing money in the long run, why should I support that system?
2: How else would you get it then? So say we know say we have absolutely no income tax here in the United States. Cool. So we have to what hire our own. Private I have militia? to make my own money mm-hmm. and pay for the things I want. And you know, for personal protection, you either rely on yourself or you pay like a security firm to do it for you. Yeah, you know, completely privatized uh-huh. security.
1: Hmm. I'm pulling out the big guns today. I've been reading yeah, The Moon as a Harsh
2: Mistress recently. Yeah. Uh which is
0: I want to live on the moon now. Yeah. Um so it's you're gonna be hard pressed to, to back me down on this one.
2: Hmm. Well and I think I I wonder almost if we're getting to a point here in the United States where we have taxation without representation yes. in our own country. Um I don't feel particularly represented in Congress. Um even locally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I I
3: didn't want to interrupt, but I completely yeah. agree. Even – and I don't recall if we brought this up just talking sometime, but we definitely have talked about that the fact that I'm 24 and nobody my age is representing me in a legislative role.
2: Well, think about it. Like how many people you would actually have to have to really represent – every demographic every ethnicity every interest in this country i mean maybe the country's too big <laughs> I mean, yeah maybe we should just cut it down texas, to texas needs to
1: secede yeah
2: maybe we've talked about Texas' secession before i, I feel yeah, like we can't, we can't do it it's not allowed
1: <laughs> i don't think we can do it today because my battery's fixing battery. no
2: well i mean we, we can, can do it forcefully <laughs> but no, i, would, I you do think there's
1: that there's our, it's,
0: it's possible that our country is too large to be self-sustaining
3: and I think that is part of the reason why it was founded as a federation uh-huh. of states. Yeah, country, grown, the Articles
2: of Confederation. It's
3: grown way far away from that situation, but I think that, you know, that that is something that people don't look at often enough that, you know, which, which powers were specifically reserved for the states and which were, you know, given to the federal government – yeah, and I think
2: that often... well, maybe maybe one of the problems with you know coming up with a health care solution for the United States is just the massiveness of the United States, and the you know the one size fits all isn't going to cut it. Didn't so why so not? Yet? Well, perhaps you know something like that nature. But what if we what if we were just to what if Obama were to come out and say I'm going to leave it up to the states. We're gonna we're gonna let y'all figure it out, and there's going to be no like federal health care reform. <laughs> and... I'm laughing away from the microphone. (laughs) Oh, people would be livid Uh because they want – we want – Free money, please. Yeah, we want free money. We want control, and we don't want to deal with it on a state-by-state basis because, you know, maybe I'm just talking into the wind here, but state legislatures are not the smartest bodies in the grand scheme of things. Now, granted, the national legislature isn't terribly better, (laughs) but – you know, if I, were to, if I were to trust my own personal health care future to the Texas Tech Legislature. Um, Texas Tech Legislature? I'm sorry, to Texas the Texas State. Legislature? Because <laughs> Texas Tech Legislature is even <laughs> stupider. Because it's all my frat boys. That's true. And girls. I, wouldn't, I would not frat trust girls. Frat girls. <laughs> you heard me. I would not trust it to
1: the Texas I wouldn't Texas. trust them either.
2: Well, of course, they make health care decisions for us, too. Yes, they do. And, and they'll uh, go
0: pay at the Quack Shack.
2: Yay! Um... <clears throat> Well that's a topic for another day i think well what, what if we what if we were to leave it up to that though like we're, what if we were to say you know break it down to individual counties even and say like you know your county is responsible for the health care that you provide the, why don't
0: we just break it down even further and say people are responsible for their health?
2: Well, you still have to go up one level though because of umbrellas yeah. created by you know you can't <laughs> have you can't have individual doctors really anymore like doctors have to be connected with some sort of a company or hospital or medical system. I mean, really? could you could you have Why? a could you have a private <laughs> yeah. Well, look at it this way. How would it, how would that uh how would a completely private like individualistic healthcare system work? Say like you have an individual doctor for appendectomies. So you have to go to the appendectomy office. What do you have have to gastric bypass you go have to go to the gastric bypass office like this is the reason we have we, hospitals we do this already like, to, though, to put it all in uh, we,
0: we, 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 what's to keep them from clumping together anyway oh, forming yeah. a firm forming a, a, a you know medical firm or that's what i was firm. just
2: saying though it's like
0: uh, but not, that's that's still a group of people mm-hmm. so if i go to the hospital what yeah, a group a of people foot, i'm gonna see a group a of people
2: a corporation so we're leaving it once again to corporations and this is this is what's gotten us screwed over in the first place though is these healthcare systems ultimately are for-profit organizations. I, dis- I to be
3: completely honest, I disagree though. Mm. I think that what, it's not the healthcare system, it's the insurance system and the fact that you're paying into Socialized. some people basically <laughs> like a giant bank account that says, you know what, this might happen to me, it probably won't, but here's my money and I honestly like I have very odd political, and <laughs> like, because I've agreed with Kevin just now, but then disagreed <laughs> earlier. Well, now,
2: Kevin, earlier did you did say that that, that uh, the problem was that hospitals were asking too much of the insurance companies. So what if hospitals were just to ask less from the insurance companies? Well, no, they they ask so much because they can get it. Oh, so you think of, like, if the insurance said, you know, we're not going to give – we're not going to – pay this much for procedures, do you think the hospitals would have to lower the costs involved? What would doctors say in about that? In a supply that? and
0: demand situation, they wouldn't be able to make the money.
2: Mm. Well, then how do you how do you provide incentive for doctors, then? How do you provide incentive for specialists?
0: Money. They want to make money.
2: Yeah, but they're not going to be making as much.
0: They're going to make as much money as they can, and so if if they stop making money... I mean, it, I, did, I got a C in my economics class. I'm not going to lie about this. <laughs> but the supply and demand curves still stay... They make sense. If they can't make as much money charging that much, charging $10,000, if they knock it down to $8,000, they're going to make more money overall.
2: Maybe mm. not per procedure, but they'll do more procedures and they'll make more money. So your faith, your faith is that supply and demand would ultimately balance everything out and it would just work. Balance
0: you, is a strong word, but it would fluctuate it would to work. fix the situation mm. and it would fluctuate naturally. It wouldn't be forced unnaturally
2: by any sort of other organizations. Huh. Yeah, well, uh, we we'll see we'll see where this goes. Um, we're already we're coming up to the end of our time here on Bad Philosophy, and uh, I I think uh, I think it's about time that we we pull to a stop. <laughs> Rather than going off on another entrance ramp, we're, we're gonna we're gonna exit properly off the freeway, not onto a rabbit trail, but onto an actual exit ramp that takes us home. And now it's lunchtime. This, this analogy is kind it of is dying. Oh, yeah, and we we want a foodicate. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and stop talking. As we said you. last week. Yeah.
0: We've been saying foodication for a while.
2: Yeah, foodicate. By the way, y'all, start saying that. That's kind of like thumbs up for Slurpees oh, or definitely. it's going to be a thing. Start saying foodicate. Like if you want food, you're going to talk, foodicate. You're gonna go foodicate. The act of foodication
0: yeah. is eating.
1: I really All right. could go for Just a Slurpee. Could foodicate one. Could foodicate a Slurpee? Slurpicated.
2: I don't know if I want to foodicate a slurpee but today.
0: A a liquid. Um, now, now, if you're having a slurpy with something else, it could be part of the process of foodication. Right. But, but usually when you foodicate,
2: solely. there's there's food. There's like munchable, masticatable food involved.
0: Mm-hmm. Mastication is usually involved with foodication.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I want to thank you all for being on this episode of Bad Philosophy. As we said earlier, a little tease for next week. We're going to be talking about edumication. Woo Yeah. What what? We're trying to get more uh, more F and less B. I guess, but we actually ended up.
0: I thought we had a good balance. This we, week. we
2: ended up we're balanced pretty well this week. <laughs> right. um, there was plenty of B, there was plenty of F, and we'll see if we can keep that going next there were week. There's plenty of Fs. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> right. <for you. laughs> I'm gonna have to, uh, gonna have to get out my uh, sine wave this generator. She
3: listens to every episode. Wow. Sine wave generator. Yeah, sine wave Question generator.
2: Back. That's how I. Uh, that's how I, I bleep things out on the show. It's, oh, okay. it's you know you generate a mm-hmm. waveform, you generate a basic sine wave, and. Boop. Nice. Yeah. All right. So anyway, thank you, Matt, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you-, you.
1: I, I appreciate you asking me to be on a show the same week as Jed. Yeah, it was nice. It you was asked nice you having you. Almost never on. showed up. I was. In, who knows where? But I want on. to
2: congratulate Matt too on uh, keeping his New Year's resolution for four episodes already. That's a month. He is. Uh, he's doing pretty good on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks,
0: guys. I'm, I'm proud of you. you.
2: Uh, Kevin Saunders, thank you for being on.
0: Glad to be here as always.
2: Yep. And uh, Jedi.
3: Um, yeah thank you for inviting me I,
2: our I, biggest fan <laughs> yeah, i try <laughs>
3: number one fan <laughs> do, 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 do. i need like a number one finger that says like bf or something <laughs> oh, there <laughs> you gonna, go Sweet. i'm totally gonna order a phone
2: finger. your anyway thank you all for being on the show and talking about healthcare. we'll see y'all next time on bad philosophy
1: Badphilosophy.com
2: I like money. <laughs>